Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, get now live on the Middleman Radio. This is the Middleman Talk Show. This is your boy Al. How y'all doing? And this is Kevin. And this is Jen. And this is Nick. What's good, people? The Middleman team. Man. How y'all doing? Hey, man. I'm hot. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> flash, flashback to a gene talk, talking like that from a couple of years ago, right there, boy. Man, look, I need, no, man. Look, I need, uh, I, I need fall to come on back. This, this is, man. oh yeah, this is a different type of heat. Now you buy the ocean, oh, man. Go on to the beach. It feels good. Gene, mm-hmm. you're up in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> We're you're in the woods. People. We are tropical people. Who's supposed to be uh, uh, used to the, you know, the warm climate? Enjoying the sun, man. Yes. Get your okay. in there, man. That's wonderful. The humidity is not a joke. This heat is not making it right. So I'm not, I'm not feeling it right now. Right, right now, my Back my European side is coming out. <laughs> Look here, man. You need to quit complaining about that heat. You right next to the beach, man. Enjoy yourself. Right. Have you seen that water? Yes, I ain't man. in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> that hey, dude man, was going to be talking about because they said I water down here like Hennessy. No. <laughs> oh, how many hours? Man. Let's see. It takes you about, what, an hour and a half to get over to Pensacola? No, no, no. That's gone. That's at least. That's two. That's two. Mm-hmm. I'm not Where going to drive out here. Everything is. Uh, no, nah, I don't drive like that no more, man. I don't drive you like need that no to stay at home. Uh, uh, that's exactly. I'm staying at home. Distance. I don't drive like that at home, and I don't have my Mustang anymore, so I don't push it like that on the highway. I got me a <laughs> nice, safe, grown sedan. Now, when I have my Mustang, I can make it there in about 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 
Nick so you Jones got you a deal with y'all. Nick so got a deal. I got me a little. I, like I said, I have I have a very safe traditional vehicle now. So. <laughs> I like I like the word that you safe traditional vehicle right now. Yes. What you got a minivan? A no, I got. I have a cruise. I got a gas station. Oh, okay. I stop. You know, I look. I stopped trying to impress folks a long time ago. I got my. I went and got a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> my, my clear, hold on, Bill. That joke up with twenty dollars. It's like a, you know, like it says, like I am middle age. I have made it to this point oh, in my wow. life. Wow. So you saying when I had a minivan, I, I was being middle aged. You was middle aged when you was like ten. Come on now, y'all. Damn. Kevin was middle aged. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You definitely was riding in the van for a while, bro. Like you was rocking it hard, baby. Hey. Yeah, he been like Love had the, the the fifty year old man mentality since he been like ten years old, y'all. For real. Yeah. <laughs> the real old school okay. mentality. Be sitting out in the car with no engine in it. Chilling for no reason, just just out there. <laughs> oh man, we definitely want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Middleman Talk Show on the Middleman Radio last week. We had a great show for you guys on Black Gun Ownership, where we were oh, able yeah. to discuss uh, a lot of information around how to go about getting a gun. You know the proper laws in your states and what you need to follow before you go to get a gun. Also, too, um, the National African American Gun Association and the Black Gun Owners Association are also two things which we discuss in which we would, would encourage you guys to join because they have resources available for you as well. And if you're looking to um, learn more about becoming, you know, uh, uh, more aware with using guns and, and the proper use, definitely join those organizations as well. Yeah. Well, you know what, Al, speaking of which, um, you know, we actually got some really good feedback from the show. I've had at least five people hit me up since last week to tell me that because they listened to the show, they had never heard of uh, NAGA before the show, and they went ahead and they joined. And uh, also I spoke to about, I'd say maybe three members, uh, one of which uh, is over the gun club in Detroit. Uh, The other one is, Mm -hmm. uh, I want to say he's a... Midwestern regional vice president. Anyway, they've all agreed that hey, you know, you let us know the next time you guys do a gun show, we'd be happy to come over there and talk to you guys about, uh, you know, just get a little bit more in depth about gun ownership and and the state of right. where African Americans are now. So uh, definitely, um, we appreciate everybody for tuning in, and and especially appreciate those who've taken that step and gone and purchased a firearm, joined, you know, one of the two organizations. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's called progress. That's why we do the show. Trying to make some progress. Right. Right. We basically just want to get this information out there to you guys so you can feel comfortable in the decisions in which you make. Resources are things in which we definitely want to target for our community so we can make sure we have what we need, when we need it, and how we need it and stuff. So um, definitely, we're definitely going to have another show planned with those guys. And uh, I can't wait to hear what they got to say, man. I'm, I'm definitely interested. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and I have a couple of female, um, female friends that reached out that caught the show, uh, and they were definitely interested in hearing, you know, more about the organization, and also about other, you know, African American females too, 
um, that, you know, purchase firearms, own firearms, and regularly go to the range. So um, I hope we can hear for some ladies as well um, to make more women more comfortable with firearms because we definitely need to become more comfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. Man, that it would be, be nice to have some home, women participation. Man. You know, if we would have some women participation on that last show, man, that would have been awesome. I agree. I agree, man. I agree. Ladies, call in. So, Y'all call the number. Hit that number one. Talk to so us. We can hear your thoughts. Well, y'all think it's just yeah. all guys. It's not. We don't have Jen just out here by herself. I need right. someone else to be a brave soul besides Jen. Jen, you know, she holds. I know. I, I you just take one for the team. I take one for the team, guys. Oh so, ladies, God. back me up. Call in. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. So we definitely love and appreciate Jen. She definitely gives a great perspective on the show, in which we are definitely willing and ready to hear your perspective on today's show. Everyone out there listening to The Middleman on The Middleman Radio, today's subject, toxic masculinity. Some people this week were praising Lil Boosie, as we all seen in the news, uh, for his introduction to his son to sex by paying for it, right? But some months back, we were, you know, some people were against Dwayne Wade in allowing his child to choose their own their their own gender. So one is abuse, but the other is a person's own reflection of themselves. So the question is, why are so many people? Well, why were so many people defending Boosie when this came out? And who are all in the blame for this act? So. In reference to today, we also want to talk about what is the age in which we feel that it is appropriate to introduce a child to sex? What would the reaction be in this particular scenario with Boosie if it was a a mother getting a male stripper for her daughter? What teachings and conversations are you having with your child about sex during this time, especially when you feel it is appropriate for um, having these conversations And is teaching your child The homosexual lifestyle acceptance Different from teaching a child About the heterosexual lifestyle um, Also has the introduction Into the internet on cell phones Made it acceptable For kids to know about sex At an early age compared to back in the day And what effects do you think That this will have on the mentality Of raising boys to become men Girls to become women To respect themselves and of course, we gotta define who has the right to define what masculinity is. We definitely want to get into that. So, the number is five one six three eight seven one five four two. Please call in. Press the number one if you do have a comment. If you're on the chat board, we'll definitely get to you as well. Um, we definitely want to go ahead and jump back into the discussion um, earlier about Boosie um, in reference to your. This week, what are your thoughts on that, guys? Hey, hey, before we get started, uh, I want to send a challenge out to Lloyd Mitchell. Lloyd He's not He's not calling me, Kevin. He's not calling me, Kevin. No, no, he's listening. I know he's listening. He ain't going to call me, man. Man, let's just go ahead and have a discussion, man, because he ain't calling in. (laughs) (laughs) He is not calling in. He'll say this man's full name. (laughs) 
But uh, anyway, what are you guys' thoughts on Boosie and this whole discussion this week? You know, some people were, you know, saying that uh, if, if, if it was my son, I would have done the same thing. I respect Boosie. He has the right to raise his son. The son's the way he wants. But clearly this is abuse, right? Well, I think remind people, if you haven't heard, if, you know, if you haven't so happened heard what he said, he actually made a statement saying to the general kids that his sons and nephews, he, you know, had a grown woman perform fellatio on his sons and nephews and that, you know, warning to people who have daughters, if they come underage, you know, if they come around their sons, they are going to, you know, be subject to have sex with them. And I'm saying this in a nice way. And what else did he say, guys? Mind you, they were 12 and 13 when it happened. Yeah. I think that provides a lot more context to it, you know. And that children, and he doesn't care what people say, and that his children, he rather them have access to Pornhub than to watch cartoons where they may be subject to see some form of sex, um, homosexuality. Um, he rather them watch Pornhub than watch a cartoon that may have two men kissing. Um, and that's basically what he said, which, you know, is vile, disgusting, and I hmm. hope that Child Protective Services, wherever he may be, is making a visit to his home. Yeah, come on. No, 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 no. Yeah, Child Protective Services Mm -hmm. needs to go to his house, and they need to intervene because he just made a public statement that child molestation was that he, excuse me, initiated child molestation Mm -hmm. with his nephews and sons. Excuse me, and I know it's a lot of boys' fantasy to be with grown women, but I have two sons. And if I'm grown woman, when they get of 10, 12, or however they are, come anywhere near my baby in a sexual way, the police better get you before I do. Well, Jen, right. hold on. First and foremost, let's, let's, let's go ahead and put this out there. It is also the fantasy of some young girls to be with grown men. And I think this is where the problem comes in. I think mm. that if, 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 there's, if nothing else, there are a couple things about this that are problematic. One... I can't tell anybody how to raise their son, but he also did that to his nephews. He was out of line with both of them, but especially with his nephews. You don't get to make that distinction for somebody else's child. Second, 12 years old is too young to be subjecting anybody to that type of situation because they don't know how to handle it. And third, I think the problem that – the good thing that came out of this is what I've seen this week is a lot of discussions that have needed to happen for a long time where when it comes to things like sexuality with young boys, I think that we are often dismissing what young men may go through. I know, and I know you all know, plenty of guys who were younger and were either lost their virginity or still at a young age had sex with a woman who was much older than them. And that's not talked about a lot in our community. Usually when we talk about sexual predators, we only talk about men which is why a lot of people flip the conversation to say, well, if it was your 12-year-old daughter, how would you feel if somebody got a male prostitute to come in and do the exact same thing with them? And now the conversation shifts. I think because of years of misogyny, I think of years of women being, particularly black women, being underappreciated and often abused. Mm -hmm. I've said it time and time again that black women are the most objectified and sexualized 
people on this planet. But in the effort to make sure that we validate our girls, I think somewhere along the line, we undervalidate our boys. And for them, sex has become a thing to do and not something to experience. And I think there's a very big difference between something you do and something you experience. So I'm glad that the conversation happened. And I also think that somewhere along the way, especially in the African-American community, and I think, I I erase it, I think there's a broad, where somewhere we attach masculinity to genitalia. We, it doesn't have, I don't think they're the one in the same. You know, just because you have sex and you sexualize people and you're out here, you know, being sexual or, you know, saying things about your genitalia, that doesn't make you masculine. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Jen, you, 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 I mean, that's a great point, but Jen, it's a natural thing. It happens. Um, Nick brought up some great points. You know, if it was a, a little girl, you know, it would be another different conversation. These are little boys. A lot of times, you know, when puberty hits, sometimes before puberty hit, boys are more visual than looking at the girls. You're thinking about certain things. Every male on this phone know they didn't went in the boys' bathroom talking about who their favorite girl was at one time or another in elementary and middle school. You know it ain't lying. So, I mean, with that being said, what Boosie, just my opinion, just my opinion, what Boosie did, at this age, yeah, I don't agree with it. But at the same time, it's no, and I might, y'all going to probably cut me up about this, but it's not that different uh, from a parent that's taking their child in the house and letting them drink underage instead of letting them go out and drink elsewhere and probably have an accident. If I'm oh, my God. I mean, I mean guidance, I'm just, I'm just both. putting it out there. Oh, Jesus. Both of now that we right. let's step into Both 2020, that Kevin tried to make us go back into the 1925. But you, all right, all right. So look, so look. Both are abuse. All right, both both are different levels of abuse, too, depending on the person, right? Also, too, you have mm-hmm. the different types of trauma. So you don't know what type of trauma that you know we have inflicted on ourselves due to what we were taught. You know, coming up because all of us have different experiences of growing into who we are now. We have uncles and fathers that you know told us different things as far as when you know how, how to approach a girl, how to talk to a girl. You need to do this, you need to do that, or you need to be out here sowing sowing your royal oats before you get married. Right? We've all had those similar type conversations, but this, in reference to this today, that's abuse. It's abuse on both sides, man. It all the way. I, it, it's, it's all the way abuse. And the thing about it is, I, ke- I get what Kev is saying in terms of the conversations that that, that boys have in, in locker rooms and the bathroom and stuff like that. But here's the thing. Yeah. Can we not act like – because, see, here's the thing. Uh, women, I think the perception of women – and, Jen, you let me know if I'm off base with this – I think the perception of women and sexuality, in, particularly in this country and particularly among black women, has been tragically skewed to where we look at it as, oh, okay, women are supposed to view sex completely different from men. It's not as much to be pleasurable for women as it is for men. And I think that's led to a lot of problems. Young girls mm-hmm. are having those same conversations. Thank you. That's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. Being the only Young one that has been in the girl's bathroom. 
and a girl, they, they are, I'm the only are. one on this call has, that has been privy to what goes on in a girl's locker room or a girl's bathroom. We have the same conversations about boys. What do you think that we talk about? And where, you know, women, and I, and I'm, I appreciate you saying that, women a lot of times are taught that their sexuality is dirty and nasty and it's dirty to to want sex. It's dirty to be sexual. While boys are celebrated, the more sexual you are, the more masculine you are. You don't get to live on both sides of the line. We don't. Either I mean, party, that, women the, and men, you don't get to live on both sides of the line. I agree, Jen, because you got to think about this too. Like, um, you know, guys, guys are uh, told to marry the woman who has either not had sex or not has had as many partners. Right, and so that's what they look for too. But then, as far as when you're out here sowing your royal oats or whatever, it's like you're just out here doing what you want to do. And so, yeah. like, what are we teaching? Hmm. What are we really teaching, though? We're confused. I what I mean, just from teaching. from 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 the standpoint of just looking at how, and I, I get what y'all are saying, but I'm I, I don't I mean. To me, with what Boosie did, okay, from from a you got a grown woman messing with a young man. That you know, that, yeah, that's abuse. Al. But at the same time, let's not be naive and act like that don't happen. You know it what I'm saying? That doesn't let's mean not, that it's right, though. We know that. We know it's that. still in retrospect. It's still in retrospect to what Boosie was trying to make a point as far as, and you know what it all stems from, Dwayne Wade and his son saying, yes. "I want to be a girl." You well, know what it's all Most men, thinking. most men, hear me out, hear me out. Most men have a fear of their sons in today's society saying, I want to be a girl or be homosexual. Most men do. Now, I'm, I think I'm only so, going to tell you, you I'm going to tell you, 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 I'm going to you can still be gay and have a legacy. You can still be gay and have no. a baby. You can. You can. What? You can be gay and have a baby. If they choose. You can. <clears throat> there are a lot worse things than but you wait can a minute. besides That's gay. True. There are. There are a lot. You could be a murderer. You could be a pedophile. You could be anything. You could be a lot worse things than being gay. I, and, I, I'll exactly. say this. I understand the apprehension of gay because as a, as mm. especially as for, for, you know, even, you know, it's hard enough. Life has you know, trials hard enough for especially African-American boys. You're black, you're a man. And to add one yep. more layer on top of that is, is maybe a burden that I wouldn't want my sons to have. But if they came to me and said, this is how they are, not choose to be, this is who they are, mm-hmm. then I would mm-hmm. love them and live in that space with them because they could be a whole lot worse things than to say that that's how they are sexually or their sexual preference. That, that's the bottom line, and we have to stop fearing that because there's a and lot I think more guys, I know equivalency. Have a, I know y'all have a comment. I know y'all have a comment, but I, I really want Jen. I respect what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, Jen. We live in a society where everything is hypersexual, and also we live in a society where it is open. Like choices are not like how they used to be. I understand coached. where y'all are coming from, especially with the show. Men are taught to be a certain way. Period. That's where the toxicity come in. For our masculinity and everybody exactly that shit ain't working should, out should not be. right right Wait a minute. it's There's not working out if i'm being honest and they just and, lived in the shadow 
hold on, hold on for a second. Here's here's the thing though, because we can talk about legacy. We can talk, but first let's talk about the false equivalency of Boosie versus Dwayne Wade. There is a difference between sexuality and gender, flat out. It is a difference. You cannot right. conflate the two. But as a as mm-hmm. a person who's raising two daughters, I can tell you right now, I fear we. You can say. Gay, trans, straight, whatever the case may be. I have a real fear of the type of boys who approach my daughter, my 14-year-old, because of that same thing. Men are taught to be a certain way, and that stuff's not working out. I've told my daughter time and time again, and people tell me all the time, Nick, you are, you are like too, you're too liberal when it comes to things that you share with your daughter. No, I don't want her to learn stuff out on the street. I told her time and time right. again, the only thing right, she's right. ever required of me right. was honesty, and I'm going to be honest with her. And I told right. her, I don't want you to meet a 14-year-old boy like I was at 14. Mm-hmm. It, at some, so, at some me, point, I, we have I to wanna, realize wanna, that what we're wanna, doing is not working. Back on. Right. So in reference to how Boosie was thinking, and this is me, right, like listening to his conversations, right, in his mind, from what I take from it, he felt that, I'm going to introduce my son to having sex with the opposite sex to make sure he don't have no interest in the same sex. Nope. That's what I take from his Thank conversation. You. But that's, that's what it was. stupid. That's, it's that, stupid. It's the dumbest mentality. Like, I'm not being funny. You know how many gay men are married to women with children? Like, I'm sorry. Right. I live in Atlanta that's for two years. I live in Atlanta for 12 it, years. It is, I know plenty of married – I know plenty of – Gay men that are show up somewhere with their wives in a second. Plenty of those same politicians that are. I'm not. I'm not gonna get too far because I don't want to put nobody's business out there. But it's a bunch of married men that are gay. Just because you get mm-hmm. head from a woman at 12 you does not mean you won't give head to a guy at 18. It's, oh. it's, it's and the dumbest. To, it's the dumbest to, thing to you add on that. For gay people, like for gay for gay men, if if watching something teaches you sexuality. Only in the last decade have they been showing gay people on TV. That wasn't shown on TV. So it's years and years of hiding sexuality from someone and hiding gayness from someone dictates their sexuality. How come it didn't work and they're still gay people? How come? Also, too. Also, too. Let me. Let me. Let me. That's true. You got a good point. But in reference to your last TV show, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me be quiet. <laughs> Go ahead, Drew. <laughs> yo, 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 you want me to say this? You say why come well, on gay well, people? Let me, let me don't, say don't, this before you say don't that. Do it. Let me say this. Don't, and look, if you got a oh, child, okay. take your child out the room. If you got a child, Here take your go. child out the room before I say this out my mouth. If you ever had a good gay friend, he's the best guy to teach you how to give head. So all little Boosie told his sons was that head feel good. And if you want a good teacher of head, go ask a gay man. Gay people give head too. So what are you, what was what was the point? Definitely take your children out of the room. Jen did not give a time yeah. for you to run those kids out of the room real quick. Let's... <laughs> The gay man is the best person to get some tips from. If you want to have a good, you know, if you got you a good gay friend, mm-hmm. ask him. he's probably got some good advice. So all he did to his sons was say, head good, is good. No head good is advice good. from no dude. Man, I'm telling you, hmm. Lucy did that. <laughs> I'm telling you. Hmm. Make sure. Okay. Before we get too far, okay. hold on, y'all. Before we, That's why he did it. Look. 
Look, before we get too far gone, we do have a caller. We got our man T. Smitty calling from Arizona. Smitty, what's happening, man? I know you got something to say. But yeah, man, yeah. Uh, took a break from getting shot up on Call of Duty real quick. Uh, you know, <laughs> one. With hey, hold break. on, Smitty, let me ask you a question. How many times when you're playing Call of Duty do you have to snap on one of them little white boys for calling you a nigga? <laughs> oh, 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 all I do is mute, man. I mute, Thank man, you, because all I know boy. is that when the, get, the game comes out October 10th, it's October 11th, you can't feel like number a level 50. They need to get some head yeah. for this uh, homegirl. That's all I got to say. God, how do you get them levels that quick? But, uh... But, you know, here's, here's where I look at ass, right? Uh... When people talk toxic masculinity, part of it is because America is soft, soft as baby poop now. Uh, but to me, this has nothing to do with toxic masculinity. With masculinity in general, comes to Boosie and Dwayne Wade. If I had, I don't have kids, but if I had a kid, I would not want my son having sex at 12 years old, gay, straight, or whatever. I want my son mm-hmm. to be more worried about reading, writing, arithmetic first. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. So. And I I hate to paint this to to the moist people at the root in the grio who writing for free. Those people most are writing for free. Most black males don't approve of that. They don't want their sons out doing that. Most black males don't. Mm-hmm. They pay attention to the vocal minority. Um, mm-hmm. And why we look at the boosie for parental advice anyway? Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Wayne Wade, my only issue is not even about the boy's sexuality. It's a fact. Why we got this twelve-year-old boy wide open on TV all the time? This is still right. a child. Yeah. And and I believe, like I said, yeah. if I had a kid, because I have an uncle who who's gay, and ironically he lives in San Francisco. I know the joke writes itself, but uh, <laughs> but I remember when I was like I'm forty-one now. I'm about thirteen, fourteen. My mom told us he was gay. We was like, all right, whatever. But he told us. <laughs> And I believe if my kid was gay or want to transition, whatever, I won't let my kid be the one to say that out in front of public. Not and I and as a especially as a celebrity, I won't right. want my kid out there like that. And like I'm mm-hmm. trying to say, like Michael Jordan in a way. I know black folks hate Michael Jordan all of a sudden, right? Uh, but do anybody know his kids look like he, he's a private guy? And so his kids yeah, kind of yeah. like his kids kind of shit. LeBron shields his kids, and and right. especially with something like that. And what happens is now you gonna have these people. Let's say another gay guy may pray on singing Zaya way without respect in eight nine years because of who dad who daddy is and daddy got money like that. Mm-hmm. And 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 I just think that can we just let a kid be a kid in both cases? Exactly. Why are we exactly? Because I say this real quick, a twelve-year-old should not be the uh, faith of, of gender identity. There are plenty of grown-ups who went through that who should be the face of that. Now to give that kid advice, mm-hmm. sure, but that kid should not be the face of it. And taking that kid to a pride parade is just like, in a way, Boosie letting that boy get hair from a grown woman because we everybody seen photos from the pride parade. Those things are pretty mm-hmm. sexual. They ain't like going to Disneyland. Right. And so I, I, I just think that we are, if you, if you say, you know, stuff that behavior, they call you homophobic. Nobody's homophobic. I just don't want my kid out there like that in limelight. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 agree, I, man. I agree. I agree. I agree. I think it was too much I, it, I it was too much too soon. I too understand. Soon. Yep. I think with the problem that came with it and and I don't have celebrity kids. I'm not a celebrity. But um I do think his motivation may have been to okay, before somebody try before somebody sees this and tries to spin it because of the fact that I am a celebrity. Let me get in front of it, and I understand. I understand the motivation, but I agree with you that it was too early. Here's the deal, though. Mm-hmm. It's something that they're talking about. Kids are talking about it. Like yeah. I, I remember, I remember when my oldest was in the third grade, and she came home from school, and she was like, "Oh, they were talking about sex at school," and I'm like. Are you talking about the teachers where y'all having sex education? No, the boys and the girls were talking about it in class. And and it was so crazy what they said because she was like, oh, they said that sex is when a boy puts his mouth on a girl's vagina. And the first thing out of my mouth was, well, at least you're on the receiving end of it, you know. <laughs> but that's incorrect. <laughs> it's, it's incorrect. <laughs> but, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is, and the problem that we have now as parents, we are not thinking about the fact that we're not that far removed. I remember 12. I remember 14. I remember what I was thinking. I remember what I was doing. I'm not so far gone and in my role as a parent now where I can't have a real conversation because I know these conversations are going on. And to Al's point earlier, there's a level of access to sex that we never had. When we were kids, you had a tape where the the, the label was ripped off of it, and if the label was ripped off of it, you knew you had a flick. Now yep. it's or you had or you had channel ninety nine that was blurred. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It, so it, it's one of those things where you have to have these open and honest conversations, <laughs> but putting them out there, I think it was too early. I completely agree. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I and I agree and, with and that I, because too, uh, like we also got to think about this too. D Wade's son has not completed puberty yet, right? Right. So we don't know how his yeah. hormones will change over the years, how his feelings may change for whoever he decides to be with. We don't know. And then also, too, is he having thoughts of having his parts removed? Has he been thinking that? Has, you know, because those can, are things... That we, but can I be honest? We shouldn't... We should not even be talking about that because to Smitty's point, yeah, it shouldn't have been put out there like that because now... Yeah, exactly. Now you put, this, point. you put this child in position yes. to where... And the internet is yes. ruthless. The internet yes. is absolutely ruthless. And I'm sorry, fellas, I say this as a man. The way that y'all discuss this child online, you ought to be ashamed of yourself because that child mm. can see that stuff. Do you know what kind of mind screw that is to a child to be essentially scrutinized? Like, you have no idea what kind of mental and emotional scarring that will do to that, that child. That is correct. And true. y'all and, just and out here talking about that child like it's another grown man in the street. Cut it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, and, and, I feel and like that's, and that's picking on what I'm out there. And, and you know, and, and that's one of the reasons why I was like, ah, D. Wade and Gabrielle Union. One, anybody asked what his boy mama at for the record because she, it's like we see more Gabby than the boy. I know they married, but they see more Gabby than the boy mama. Than the boy but, mama. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, what she but, uh And that's my, but uh, but the prop, but that's why I'm like, let's hold off on like faking him to face up. You can say, hey, 
this is this is what mm-hmm. he is. This is what he wants to do. That and then okay, we go off whatever we do. He ain't gonna be out there because the world is cruel. The internet is cruel. Yes, maybe he just, maybe he's just effeminate because we know effeminate brothers who got wives. They just little feminine. They you know they they, they watch basketball wives like they, like the homegirls do, but they, they they're regular. They, they like straight guys and all that, and like they marry mm-hmm. and all that stuff. We don't have that developed. So now, what what is that boy like girls? That girl gonna be like, oh, exactly. Hey, I don't want to talk to you. Saying. So it's like let's just let it flesh out. And then he comes fifteen, sixteen. He's like, hey, that's what I'm saying. Me. I know yep. all, I know it off top. All right, that's but what I'm saying. I just think cause it ain't it ain't like when we were coming up where where you know what what finding a flick was like the golden ticket or going to the barber shop and get that five for twenty. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, <laughs> but right. they have access to read all that stuff. And I think mm-hmm. that's where Dwayne and Gabrielle didn't factor in. That boy's seeing that stuff. It's not like the because I got a cousin, she's a lesbian and like she's like twenty four, but she always knew it. But she, but she isn't beating nobody over the head with it. They didn't put her out there. No, they ain't celebrities. But I just think that this is a child. They can't process mm-hmm. stuff like a 37-year-old Wayne Way, like 36, 37. She can't Correct. process Gabby like damn near 50. So they can't process. They can't, he can't take the criticism like they could. And I just think people exactly. got to understand that. And, I, and, and before I go, I want to say thanks for taking my call. But also when it comes to Boosie and that kid, there are a lot of black males who first sexual experience with a grown-ass black woman who took advantage of him. And I'll leave this next. Mm-hmm. And, and it messed a lot of boys up Preach. on that one. But yep. you got to uh-huh. take it easy. Yep. Yep, I agree. He, I agree. I'm just saying. He I, ain't lying. Lying. I think he, you made he an excellent point, though, that sexuality, having a discussion with your kids about sexuality and then mm-hmm. it versus sexualizing them are two different things, and they should be kept se- separate, separate in every mm-hmm. single way. Right, right. right. Um, let's go ahead and bring it on this caller. Okay. All right, and uh, if you guys are listening online right now, if you would like to get in this conversation, the number to dial is 516-387-1542. Press 1 to get in the conversation. We are live. Thank you. Bill, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's up? How's everybody doing? Doing well. Good, good, good. So so hear me out, okay? This, This is my stance on it. That was a cheap plug, um, Bill. We know we know about your show. <laughs> Thank you. I like that, Bill. I like that. Keep it going. Keep Just it had going. to throw that in there. You know, it's like Brandon, brother. <laughs> so, but for real, for real. So, uh, I agree to the point. I think Wade. I, I understood Wade's stance on what he did. He was trying to get a, ahead of the curve uh, from being, you know, because. From and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but from when Magic Johnson's son first came out, the the media's attention towards that versus the Wade son, I guess, coming out is totally different. And the fact that I think that he wasn't he wasn't trying to get that that media attention towards like so much negative negativity towards him. So I think that I think that he he when he did that. You know, yeah, obviously it triggered Boosie and a, and a bunch of other people. But the thing is, is that I think, like somebody said earlier, I don't know why we're looking at Boosie for advice 
or to give some type of mm-hmm. advice. Uh, like people right. are thinking like, oh, well, Bruce is saying this, you know, I mean, you know, so we should probably do it this way. I, I think that, how can I say this? Yes, I think the conversation needs to go on. It definitely needs to happen versus, you mm-hmm. know, some type of action being taken. Because as a child in my generation, yeah, we knew about sex, but everybody was too afraid to even, you know, go to that level because it's like it's uncharted territory. So, yeah, you knew about it. You never talked about it, though. You know, you had a girlfriend or you had a boyfriend or whatever. But, you know, you know, same-sex relationships was not the thing when I was growing up either. But at the same time, once you got older, you got to high school and you started seeing it, you like, oh, okay, this is, this is something new. But in my stance, I'm not neither against them or with them. I mean, you know, as long as you stay there and I stay here, that's fine. Like, you know, you keep your boundaries. But I think yeah, that deal. I think that we are we. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, I, I got a question for you, brother. And, and you, yes, sir. I know. Um, what, what was the first age? How old were you when you got your first cell phone? Uh, I was probably about 13, 12 or 13. 13. So your phone was internet capable, right? Internet right, ready. Right, right. Internet ready, right? Uh-huh, now, uh-huh. be real with us. Did you look up the lyrics on that phone? <laughs> I didn't at that time because you know why? I didn't know about it at that time. But I'm going to tell you, you know. what I was watching. HBC, mm-hmm. HBO and Cinemax at night. You know, at that right. time, you know, those were the right. things. You know, like, you know, you like, oh, Real sex, it. street interviews, take one. And, you know, we, I'm not going, I'm not going to say, you know, in the locker room, it, it wasn't, we talked about, you know, our adventures mm-hmm. that we've had and you know at the same time we're talking about those adventures but we're respecting the other party as well you know but uh, it's just mm-hmm. at the same time you know like I think that yeah times have changed but I think that we're over uh, I think the world is overreacting about the fact that this guy well this young man chooses to uh, change his sexuality he's not changing his gender it's not it's, this is not permanent and I think somebody made the point where somebody he's gonna grow older. Nobody's gonna probably want to be with him. That's I'm sorry. That's that's false. This man has money. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna jump on that. But realistically, if somebody like a normal Joe yeah. like myself try to do something like that, like no, somebody's gonna look. Nah, he was you know he was like that one time at one point. You know, but as, as a, a normal person could do that. But that we're but overreacting deal. on his, his sexuality. Deal. So Bill, I like the point you, got you made. Nephews. You got nieces and nephews. You got nieces and nephews. Do I have any nephews? I do. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't actually. I don't. I don't. I don't. You don't. Oh, okay. Uh, the reason why I was well, asking I, that I question, mean, I think Al probably going to jump on it. Um, you know, one of the things we're looking at is this younger generation has more access to more information than any other generation at any time. So when mm-hmm. we're talking about the masculinity side of being a male growing up learning about sex, learning about how to act and react to things and how we're portrayed to the world. Mm-hmm. One of the things that a lot of young people are pushed on is sex. At all times, it's in the music, it's on the television, it's on your phone. So what do you think 
and guys on the phone too. What what do y'all think is an appropriate age for sex to be taught about with kids? I mean, they have the information right there. What 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 age should we go to now? Because I mean, you see kids as young as two with a cell phone. What if they hit the wrong link that their parents had on their phone? Well, Can first I say and foremost, go go ahead, go ahead, Bill. So 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 this this is my stance on that. Okay. It's 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 really not what's being shown or what it, well I'm, it is somewhat of what's being shown, but I also think that it's a point of what direction you have your kids going. And the reason I say that is because I'm not saying shelter them because I've seen even the sheltered people do some of the wild people the worst one. What I thought mm-hmm. I might do. Oh yeah. You know I'm like, the worst one. So, I, was, I grew up a church kid. Yeah. Preacher's kid. The preacher's daughter was the worst one in the church. Should the <laughs> sheltering so, don't work? I think. I think that I think that it's not so much of uh, trying to set a, like a time limit for it. I just think that once it appears, it needs to be addressed. Because if you mm-hmm. try to set a time frame for it, you try to monitor it too much, and when you monitor it too much, then you become a controlled parent, and then that controlled parent leads mm-hmm. to what we were just talking about just then. So that's and my I also I also think that it's an evolution. Um, like I have an eight year old. And so we've had not a talk about sex, but we've had a talk about, you know, body parts and things that might happen to him soon about growing hair and different stuff like that. And as he gets older and exposed to more, that that conversation will evolve. So it's not a one and done. Uh, it's, it's opening the door for him to be comfortable about sharing with me about thoughts he's having or things that might be going on with his body. And so right, when those right. things arise, the door is open for him to be open and honest and have that conversation with me. Right. So my now, question is, this, are we more accepting is, with this. having a conversation about sex uh, much faster with our boys or with our little girls? Because we got to think, like, when our boys get towards puberty age in high school, first thing we do, make sure you go get some condoms, right? So are we having the same conversation with our girls when they get to that age as well? We're not having we're not having correct conversations. That's the, see. Correct. Here's the thing about it. The first the first the first okay. problem is, and and, and I 100 percent agree with Bill that we start having a conversation or we feel like oh they're too young to have this conversation and the conversations are happening mm-hmm. on a daily basis. The moment your mm-hmm. child is the school age, you have to realize that yep. you are no. We get this fallacy that we're raising our children. We don't raise our children. Society raises our children. Society raises our children, and as their parents, we're supposed to be their guide through that. Mm -hmm. Now, my four-year-old just said a few, maybe two or three weeks ago, you know, she wants to have, she wants to get married and have babies. Okay, what that's telling me is whether a conversation is happening between she and her classmates or not, she's observing things. Okay, here is this couple. And this couple has children. She sees it with mommy and daddy. She sees it with grandma and granddaddy. She sees it with aunt and uncle or aunt and aunt or whatever the case may be. Society raises our children, and in a situation where they're school age, they're at school more often. They're, they're with other people more than they're with us. So we have to act as a guide. What I would say is whether you have a young man or a young woman that you're raising. And do I have a point of reference in terms of raising a young man? I have nephews, but I'm raising two girls. What I do know is 
I don't want my children to find out about this stuff on the street. I want them to be comfortable mm-hmm. enough to come to me. And no matter how uncomfortable I may be talking about it right then, I'm going to have that conversation. Because if it's entered your mind, then as a child, and again, we should not be so far from childhood that we don't know this. By the time that child has come and asked you about something, they've had time to process how they may feel about it, and they're just trying to get some confirmation on some things. So whenever that conversation happens. If I can ask you this, what do you think about this? Because a lot of kids grow up in households with toxic masculinity, they're afraid, especially gay kids or kids that are maybe questioning their sexuality or kids that don't, you know, you know, or aren't so sure about certain things. They're afraid to have these conversations with their parents or the or the people that are in mm-hmm. their, their guardians in their household. Yeah. Can I tell you, Jen? And, and mm-hmm. if there's, if I can take something, like I said, if I could take some good out of this idiot, idiocracy that that Boosie has pulled. It ain't just toxic masculinity that's doing this. It's not. It is, and, and, and we have got to start holding the women in our community just yep. as responsible. Every time you sit, every time, for, so ladies out there, I want you to listen, I want you to listen to me well. The next time you're out with your son and another grown-ass woman comes up to him, oh, that's my little boyfriend, stop him right there. The next time, oh, he's going to be a little heartbreaker. Or if I was just a few years younger, stop him right there. Because you wouldn't let a man do that to your daughter. Mm-hmm. We have got to address the toxic femininity that also exists, particularly in our community where we have a real bad habit of sweeping things under the rug. And I'll go ahead and I'll put it out there. When I, 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 when I, I lost my virginity at 14, the girl lost my virginity too. She was also 14. I didn't have sex again until I was 16. Person I lost my, uh, the person I had sex with at 16, she was 26. Now, at the time, I was thinking, you know what, I'm the man. I'm the man because that's what society tells me. Looking back on it now, she was a damn pedo. Mm-hmm. And we would not let a 26-year-old man sleep or flirt with our 16-year-old daughters. We should not let them do right. it with our sons. So it's not just the men, it's not just the masculinity. We have got to address the issues that are going on with older women and younger men. Because, again, I feel like there is a vast undervalidation of young black boys. And in a situation where we are, we're both, men and women, black men and black women, are constantly under attack in society, we cannot afford to leave our black boys because the statistics are showing us that the things that we are failing to do as parents, as community leaders, as aunts, uncles, friends, cousins, whatever the case may be, it's showing in how they develop later in life. Black women lead right. almost every statistic when it comes to achievement. And statistically, a lot of men are falling behind. And it starts when they're at a young age. It's, it's the masculinity. It's the femininity. We've got to address the men and women and who is raising mm-hmm. our children in this society. Right. You know what else worries me as a mother of two of two boys? I'm a mother of two boys. What worries me is like the Me Too movement, who seems to be in this circumstance, you know, eerily silent. Um, Quiet as you know, a mouth. Yeah, on on, <laughs> on an issue like the Boosie issue, and you know, I fear, you know, people like Boosie, you know, 
bring out this sexuality. And on one hand, our sons are taught if you're not overtly sexual, something's wrong with you. But then on the other hand, you have these Me Too people. And if you're too sexualized and if you look at someone the wrong way, you've abused them. And now you find yourself in a jail or court situation. It's a very, very strange time for a boy. And and to find how Mm -hmm. to navigate boys through that, too, is, is very scary for me. I'm sorry, go ahead, Al. I mean, yeah, because you got to think about, like, the stigma that is placed on black men as well, right? Right, Nick, as far as, uh, you know, we're having to be, you know, strong, we got to be athletic, you know, we have to, um, you know, and we're also feared, right? And so we have those things that we're dealing with as well, and if you are, you know, uh, trying to raise your voice to become man, you know, you need to make sure that you are developing his mentality to where he can be a successful person. Like, listen to him as well, too. Like, make sure he has the resources in which um, he or she needs to 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 become a uh, appropriate adult in the community. Go ahead, Nick. Oh no, no, no. Well, I, I, I'll I'm, say something. No, I got something. I got. I, 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 I like what you say, Nick. Oh, here we I, go. I, I understand what you're talking about, the femininity or feminist, you know, but the thing is, I think with the black community, we need to leave the the whole chauvinist and feminist mentality, push them to the side. More so, we have a broken mentality as a people. Black people are broken. It, it's more so a toxic mentality that we're dealing with. So if we're dealing with toxic mentalities, you know, it hurts our community all the way around. It's neither femininity or masculinity or anything dealing with chauvinism. So I think if we ever get our people in the right state of mind when it comes to being whole people, that's what we got to work on. You know, right, I, because I, some I'm, of us I'm want to be really perceived in a they, certain way. Right. I'm getting tired of how they always pushing everything. They're pushing, they pushing our women to think like this. I, while we were doing the research for this show, I saw a whole round table of black women talking about how, you know, men shouldn't do this, men should do this, men should do that. Al and I, Al and I, I shared a video with y'all earlier. There's a video clip of a lady talking about a man can't cry. Lord Mitchell, I'm looking for you. But, hey, I'm just saying. He don't want that smoke. We got we, we, we to work on that. <laughs> we we got to work on that as a society because, not even, I mean, a community more so. Our community needs we to all work have the on same feelings, our too. mentality. Yes. I agree. I agree. Because if not, like, how are we going to raise our children to go up and respect themselves, right, as people? Because we all want to see, you know, our next generation prosper. But there's always things in which uh, could make those things fall apart. Because if you're not... If you're not together mentally, how are you going to be together in a relationship with somebody else? You're not. Mm-hmm. Toxic mentality. That's what this show should have been called. Because that's what Boosie got. But it ain't his fault. Okay. Because guess what? His parents were broken. The parents before them was broken. The parents before them was broken. We've been broken since we've been in this nation. You're so right, Kev. But I also think really? that personal responsibility has to come into play at a certain point. At a certain point, somebody has to break the cycle, and you have to be willing to do it. Because here's the thing about it. One thing that all children remember, children will remember the pain of growing up a lot more than they'll remember the good times. And if you remember the pain, Mm -hmm. 
if you remember the pain, then at a certain point you can choose to embrace it or you can choose you can choose to change it. And I tell this story very often. He's a frequent caller. He's a friend and a family to the Middleman Talk Show. Dr. Reed, I, mm-hmm. I've known since 1998, and, and, I, and we've talked about this, so I know he has no problem with me sharing his story. He grew up in a household where his mother did not encourage him to do well. As a matter of fact, she used to say stuff like, why are you doing homework? You ain't going to be ish just like your daddy wasn't ish. Now, he could have taken that, and he could have uh, could have taken that and said, you and know what? With it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just not mm-hmm. going to be anything. I'm going to be another statistic. I'm going to be a product of my environment. And he said, you know what? I'm going to break this cycle. And there's a reason that there's a doctor in front of his name now. At a certain point, right. we have to break the cycle of it. It's going to be difficult. It's nowhere near as easy as it seems. It's much easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But in order to move forward, we absolutely have to do it. We have to right. do it. You and, know, I, I agree. And, I agree and, with you. And, and, but it's a lot, about a lot of effort. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, right it takes a village, right? It takes a village, and it's all about what you say and how you say it as well. Because a person may perceive things a different way, so you definitely want to make sure that you are meeting them where they are on the level in which they can understand what you're trying to portray. Because even though, like, we can tell, you know, our sons that you know we want you to not have sex until you, you know, are ready, they may say they ready right now behind your back the next day, and they can mm-hmm. have sex, right? Yep. So we have to uh, make yep. sure that we're saying the right things at the right times when we're having these type of conversations with our children, or with but, our but Al, Al, that have children. Al, how, how do how do you get there as a parent? You, you understand what I'm asking? How do you get there as a parent? Like like Jen, we talked about a while ago. Black people do need to sit down and talk with a psychiatrist. A lot of us do because we got yeah. issues. The thing Need's is, PR how specialist. do I know how to do everything? And get to that and be everything and do everything, get to that point where I'm making my point to be understood by the people that I'm talking to, and I don't know how to get there. There's, I think that there's such a thing as knowing when to say, I don't know. And I know right. that that's not, that's not right. the most ideal thing to do, especially when your child comes to you for guidance. But at a certain point, you should be able to say, you know what, I don't know all of this, but you know what, let's find out together. Yeah. Let, let's find out together. And I think that that will endear your child to you that much more because they're like, you know what, my, again, the only thing that my children require of me is honesty. And my daughter says it all, my oldest daughter says it all the time. I don't always necessarily like what you have to say. But I know it's coming from an honest place. I know you're not selling me any wolf tickets. Right. And sometimes, and I will tell her, you know what, honey, I don't know. Let's let's find out. Let's find out because we also have to look at from the standpoint of these children are growing up in an environment that we didn't grow up. Think about our age groups. You know, we we vary in age. You know, we're not all the exact same age, but we're in a, a, a a closer proximity. But just like Kev said earlier, they have access to things that we never had. Man, they mm-hmm. got they have an entire li- they got a library. They've got uh, social media, and they've got a porn collection at the tip of their finger. 
And then right. on top and of access that, access to every person in the world. Access to every person in the world. You remember when we were kids? Man, if you ain't like somebody at your school, you know, hey, look, come 3.15, 3.30, I ain't got to deal with you until tomorrow. Or exactly. I don't have to deal with you until Monday. Yep. And now exactly. it's like, man, I've been dealing with you all day. And then you hit me up on Instagram. Then you hit me up on Correct. Snapchat. It's a 24-hour right. cycle of engagement that we never had to go through. Right. And so I think the problem is when we shelter them, like Bill said earlier, they just going to buck because they can easily find the information out on themselves. Make no mistake about it. Kids, when, you have to respect when a child comes to you to ask you about something. If they have access to technology like that, they don't have to ask you. They can just look themselves and get whatever. Yep. And the last thing you want is you don't want your son or your daughter finding out about sex on Pornhub. That's the worst place right. for them to find that stuff out. But if you're not real with them, if you're not honest with them and open with them, mm-hmm. they're going to find it out anyway. And if they find out that you're lying to them or that you're holding back from them, they'll never trust they're never you They're never going to come to you. That's right. They're never come to They're going to question everything you say. They're going to go contrary mm-hmm. to everything that you taught them. And then you're going to look up one day and it's like, oh, my child hasn't come to visit me for three years. Why? Because daddy and mommy lied to me my entire life, and I was able to fact-check everything they said, and now I see they're full of it. And at a certain point, and my wife mm-hmm. says this all the time, as children, we look at our parents as, as one way. When you're an adult, you look at your parents in a different way, and you realize your parent is just another adult in the rat race. They're trying to get it the same way you're getting it. So right, and, but, gotta, but you also you got the gotta, new population too now. Now, now, not, not, not to cut you off, but I want to, I want to um, piggyback on what you were saying too. Now, you also got this general, you know, well, population of kids too that do have parents that do come to them and talk to them, but they still want to do what they want to do because their friends are doing, right? So how do this you fix that? That's how life. do you have that's that conversation? That's been happening for centuries, though. That's that, life, that, brother. That's not an old story. That that's been happening exactly. for centuries. I learned one different. Our kids got to grow up in the same house and be completely different. Jen is raising two boys right now, and they're going to turn out to be two different adults. But I think that when, if you, I think it goes back to the, if you, to the beginning of, you know, time and the old, you know, as the Bible say, the way, if you raise up a child, you know, the way you raise them up, they'll come back. They'll come back to the truth, even though I may rebel. Right. If you open that door and you tell me that you establish this type of relationship of truthfulness and honesty, even if I choose as a person to go against that, when I do come back to my normal mind, and everybody who has been a teenager knows that they you know, start to flow back from crazy teenage years, then you go back to your parents and you know what, where they were coming from and you feel more comfortable with them when that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have to establish that foundation and make that right. strong foundation with your child and it will never go away, even if the child does. But if you don't establish it Ooh. and you leave them out there like the, the, the mama bird that kicks the baby out the nest, mm. you, you, you can't be mad at the outcome. I have a quick question before we go, and this is to, to KG. Do you think that masculinity is hereditary? And I say this because, you know, everybody knows Kate, you know, mm. Kevin's my cousin. And this morning we're having a – I'm having devotion with my oldest son, and we're talking about Jacob in the Bible having two wives. Mm. And and yep. I just read past that part really fast, and then he said, that's super cool, Mom. And I'm like, no, it's not. 
and I was like, I wonder did he, you know, if that's hereditary because KG got some of that masculinity like that inside of him too. <laughs> but Jen, is that really masculinity? Uh, I ain't being funny. I think we need to do a show man. about like polygamy. <laughs> is that really masculinity when, right. when in reality polygamy is practiced in more developed nations than nearly any other type of romantic relationship? Well, this little boy would po- think po- that he has a right to have two wives. No, no, son, you can't have two wives. That's not how it works. It is well, some kind of mess. Well, if you would have said, said Jacob yeah, had two mules. That's exactly how it works. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you would have said he had two mules, he would have been like, uh, that's cool. Right, that's the other thing. An, an eight-year-old child thinks that two of everything is cool. I got two places. Oh, what? man. <laughs> oh, man, this discussion that, That's great. what we're going to go with right there. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Uh, we definitely want to thank great everybody show, for tuning in to... Um, the Middleman Talk Show today. We had a great discussion on toxic masculinity in reference to uh, Lil Boosie and his answers this week. Um, and then also, you know, we discussed as far as like what age in which we should have our, have all these conversations with our children about sex as far as, you know, when should they start, you know, how to have proper relationships. Also, too, in reference to the mentality of raising our children, you know, what are we instilling in them? We definitely want to hear your thoughts as well. Please go back and check out this show. You can hit us up on uh, The Middleman Talk Show on Facebook with your comments, or you can email us at wearethemiddleman at gmail. We definitely want to hear more of what you guys think about this particular topic, man. This is, wow, great. Great building. Great show today. Well, we got we got hey. a doozy. Damn, let them know. We got a doozy for them coming up. Ooh. Ooh, we got one that's going to be an ugly show. Ooh, oh, me on this show coming up. All right, so oh, everybody yeah. knows, depending on de- depending on which show he's talking about, we've had several conversations. Uh, I may or may not be on it. Y'all ain't finna mess up my mm. shit. No. <laughs> mess up my situation. <laughs> I'm just saying. So, if you don't hear Nick mm. on that show, that's the one. Um, but I also did want to say this. Um, guys, I don't know if everybody realized, for, especially for all of our long-term listeners, uh, we've got an anniversary coming up. You know, the middlemen have been doing this show for 12 years now. And uh, yeah. we, have, we have an anniversary coming up. And uh, we're actually now in the works of doing a special anniversary show and it's going to be a lot of great surprises for our new listeners for our longtime listeners you may hear some people you haven't heard from in years we may be giving away some prizes uh but but in order to do that you guys need to head over to the middleman talk show on facebook and join the group and we'll tell you how you can qualify we'll have that information coming up in the next few weeks so make sure that if you're on facebook that you are on the middleman talk show facebook group where you can find out, you will find out all about our shows. You will find out other topics that we're talking about. We go into a little bit more detail there. And we might be having a Patreon coming up where we have some extra content that, uh, you know, for when we want to extend these conversations unfiltered and unedited. So you definitely want to make sure the kids are out of the room for those types of things. So just keep yeah, all that in mind over the next few weeks. I, I might have to freshen up Jen's list for this. Let's do it. Yes, I am. <laughs> Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, you don't want that smoke. Man. Don't forget there was a mix there, too. Light the fire. 
Don't don't forget <laughs> hey, there was hey, a mix hey. list too. You don't want that smoke. Hey, I we am, might have I to we have to have a twenty twenty version. <laughs> man, look, I am interested to see how the thoughts have evolved since then. You know what I'm saying? So I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have to go back and listen to those shows. Yeah. How can everybody go back and listen to those shows? Yeah, how can they go back and listen to those shows? Blogtalkradio.com. Go back and listen to Jen's list. Right. Go back and listen to Nick's list. As a matter of fact, when you go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the middleman, just listen to everything on there. Go ahead. Y'all are quarantined. This is a good time to catch up on 12 years of the middleman talk show. Great black time. Man. Pro blackness. A lot of information. Go get it. You definitely man, can listen had, to us. If you're on the podcast app as well, too, listen to notes. iHeart mm-hmm. Radio, you can check us out as well, too. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm going to say this, and then we go ahead and stop the show, man. Uh, Why you Carl got Thomas laugh never, talk, I'm just saying, Carl <laughs> Thomas never got at me about that doggone uh, that barbecue uh, challenge. That barbecue challenge. Man, challenge. that popped up on my memory the other day. I'm calling him out now. Carl Thomas, you said that you had barbecue that could rival... KG, so we need to get back yeah. with Carl Thomas, get him down to Georgia, and see if he really has those skills. We know you can sing, brother. We know you can sing. You can write. You can perform. Right. You're an amazing entertainer. But can yeah. you get on that grill and cook, brother? And and, right. and not only that, can you outcook KG? So I'm calling if you Carl lose, Thomas you got to perform. If, if right. you lose, you got to perform a concert, man. Exactly. Oh, he needs a verse. He, he needs a verses. Did y'all watch? He needs a verses. I, I watched uh, Nelly versus Lucas last it. night. I told y'all, don't. This Nelly probably, probably needs to bring it, back talk of the town. Nelly threw it. He threw it. He yeah. threw it. Nelly had that Teddy Wi-Fi. <laughs> I was like, Teddy must have crick. Uh, Nelly must have cricket, because. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Great show, man. Let them know what we did and what we talked about today. To y'all cutting up bad. You, you did I just did that. He just I did, did it. I did that. Oh. Goodness I'm sorry, y'all. Somebody hit <laughs> the button. Hit the button. Give him the sound. He needs it. it. But... <laughs> yes. Kev, what hey, you got in the cup over there, man? <laughs> Hey, we what you got in the cup over there, Kev? Kevin, give me, man. For real. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you like this. Next person touch my button, they're going to lose a finger. <laughs> Kev got some dark looking in that cup. Got to be. <laughs> it's called chocolate. Milk. <laughs> Kahlua. All right, great show, y'all. Uh, let's go ahead and take this on out here. All right, y'all stay safe. Bye, everybody.
Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.